What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for wrapping up your week with us. This is your Friday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. We're posting daily content over there. At the moment, that means these podcasts, but over the next few weeks, you're going to start to see articles start to come out on the website. We're going to start looking back on 2023, start looking ahead to 2024. There's really no down period uh, on the baseball side. I mean, there is technically, and you can certainly if you want to take a few weeks, a few months off. Uh, but we're going to pretty much keep going right in the swing of things here. Uh, all baseball, all the time. We also have the Dynasty Baseball Show, Farmer's Market Dynasty Baseball Podcast with Andrew DeSegli that you guys should be checking out. Should be a new episode coming out uh, any day now. So you guys should be uh, subscribing there in the podcast feeds if you haven't done so already. Now, a little bit of a disclaimer. I've spent the entire day at the doctor and I have bronchitis. So I've been talking about it this whole week. How I haven't been... Feeling the greatest, uh, there's been a couple of days where I was a little bit better. Earlier in the week, I was able to record like a 35, 40-minute show. But for the most part, they've been pretty short recently, and I've been really not trying to push myself because, A, it's the offseason, and there's not that many of you here. I appreciate those of you who are here, but we're certainly looking at fewer people than usual, and also the fact that I've just been really sick. Uh, I've, you know, a typical guy, I took like four days to actually go to the doctor, and then once I get there, they say, yeah, like, what have you been doing? You should have been here a few days ago. I uh, got some antibiotics, I got some inhalers, they did x-rays, the whole nine yards. Um, that's all to say that if you hear me cough or hear me pause to clear my throat or something like that, I do apologize. Uh, but we're putting out a podcast with bronchitis. I don't know how many people are doing that right now, probably not many. Probably a lot of smart people are not doing that because there's, I mean, hell, I probably should just be taking the day off, but I want to keep the streak going. We've been doing daily podcasts here every day since March of last year, so I definitely want to keep that streak uh, going. Something kind of fun happened to me yesterday on Twitter. I went viral for the first time. Never happened to me before. It'll probably never happen again. It was a Moneyball meme. You guys know the Jonah Hill uh, with the whiteboard and Brad Pitt sitting there in the corner. Billy, this is such and such. But just one of those one of those silly memes that came to my head. Like, ah, maybe I'll send out something to take a little shot at the Braves. And I was thinking as I sent it out, like, uh, Braves Twitter can be kind of tough, so maybe I shouldn't. But I went and did it anyway. And the thing went viral. I've never went viral before. It'll never happen again. So go check out that post uh, if you haven't. It was from last night. 16,000 likes. Uh, pretty crazy stuff for me. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of cool. Anyway, go check that post out uh, because, like I said, there will never be another viral post for me. So this one is uh, <laughs> going to be kind of cool. I'm going to probably pin it to my page for a while. But today we are going to talk a little bit about uh, just a couple pieces of news. And we're going to start off with Max Scherzer. And this one... It's kind of good news. I mean, not if you're an Astros fan, probably. But apparently, Max Scherzer, he might be in line to return here for the American League Championship Series. It's still unclear, according to Bruce Bochy, but he was able to throw a 60-pitch bullpen session on Wednesday. That's pretty promising. I mean, hell, if you're able to get Max Scherzer even for 60, 70 pitches, I think you'd probably take that. Uh, they said, we have some time here before we set the roster, but I have to be really encouraged with how he threw the ball, how he feels. He said it was a nice outing. The pitch count is pretty, it's not like he threw 15 pitches or something at that point. There's, you know, then whatever, you're not really that interested in this. But the fact that he's getting up that high does lead you to believe that they'll probably stick him on the end of the roster. You know, if you're thinking about like the last, the worst guy in your bullpen and off the top of my head, I can't think of who that even is for the Rangers. Would you rather have him? Or would you rather have Max Scherzer? I'm taking Max Scherzer, specifically with the series going to seven games now. Uh, the championship series are obviously seven-game series as opposed to five-game series. There's going to be more opportunity for him to ramp up slowly throughout the week and maybe come back. And even if he's not starting right away, even if he's able to start like game four for you or something, I think Max Scherzer has to be on that roster. 
this is something that I don't think it will impact fantasy too much. But, I mean, maybe it'll lead people to be a little bit more inclined to be drafting him, especially in these early drafts. Because there was a couple times he came up, and he was fairly highly discounted. I could have taken him in the 80s, in the 90s of the early draft that I'm doing, the On The Wire Listener League draft. I didn't take him. But, I mean, you could have taken him there, and I don't think you're really going to get hurt too badly if you're talking about, you know, close to pick 100. It's, it's really not that much of uh, stress there if you're talking about if you're talking about like taking him in the top 50, sure. But with the upside of Max Scherzer, if you are able to get him, you know, you're talking pick 100 or so. I don't think that'll last for that long. If you are, then there's not really much room to get hurt there. Him going back out, hypothetically, this is, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to pitch or not. If he does go out there and pitch in the championship series, whatever it is, I feel like that's got to move his price up a little bit. Even if he doesn't pitch that well, just seeing a healthy pitcher where your last memory of him was leaving with injury, missing the rest of the season will tend to kind of drive you down draft boards a little bit in the following year. It's not a rule of thumb necessarily, but generally speaking, if somebody gets hurt, doesn't come back for the whole season, and then you're going into next year's spring training wondering what they are at that point, then it does lead to some questions. Even if he's able to come back and throw like one outing of three innings and it looks solid, I feel like that will probably push his price up, even if it's just ever so slightly back up into like the 50s or 60 kind of range. I'm really not sure where he's going to settle, in all honesty. I have no idea where I'm going to rank him for pitchers either at this point. It's a, it's a tough question. It's a tough equation ranking pitchers this year going into next year, I should say, because of the there's – just, there's just too many almost young stars that are coming up that are going to be put into that upper grouping of – starting pitchers. You know, you got your Bobby Millers who are going to be ranked very high. Tanner Bobby's going to be ranked pretty high. Gavin Williams, Yuri Perez, Andrew Abbott, hypothetically. Eh, could be. I'm still going through things, but there's a lot of young pitchers who are going to go over there and jump ahead of some of these older guys like Max Scherzer, potentially. I don't know for sure if it'll happen, but I think we can kind of mitigate that a little bit, or he can mitigate that a little bit, not that he gives a shit. Um, by going out there and actually like having one outing, and then probably the price will go up a little bit. Now, if you are somebody hoping to grab Max Scherzer at a bit of a discount, maybe you're hoping he doesn't pitch because, I don't know, if he goes out there and gets shelled, then that's one thing. I don't think that's really going to affect the price, though, one way or the other. If he doesn't pitch at all, I feel like that would be worse than him going out there and getting shelled because at least if he's going out there and pitching, even if he gives up four home runs or something, at least it's healthy Max Scherzer. We know that there's a lot of variance in baseball. I'm not going to get into the whole randomness of the postseason again but even if he goes out there and has a bad start if he's healthy that's all that I'm really going to care about going forward with Max Scherzer at least for this rest of this playoffs now that was the good pitcher news that Scherzer is looking healthier looking like he might come back the bad pitcher news is that Brandon Woodruff is likely to miss the entire 2024 season he had surgery to repair the and I'm uh, what is it? The interior capsule in his shoulder. Uh, this is beyond me in terms of what that actually means. I'm sure there are a bunch of articles that will be written about the actual like injury itself. All I know is that this is another shoulder injury for Brandon Woodruff. It's too many injuries to the shoulder for Woodruff. It's gotten to the point where I, I don't know that he is going to be able to have much of a career going forward. I hate saying that. I hate saying that because Brandon Woodruff is a top five or seven pitcher at worst when he's healthy 30 percent k rate always gets great ratios always has underlying numbers that are arguably better than the actual numbers i mean it's a loss for baseball it is an it is an absolute loss for baseball to not have brandon woodruff now our friend casey bubba who was on the show when was it last week or the week before he tweeted something out that was interesting as well freddie peralta is looking like he's gonna be the ace of the brewers next year corbin burns we saw what happened last year 
with all the bullshit with his arbitration. He was not happy. The team was trying to shortchange him over, I think it was a couple hundred thousand dollars or maybe it was a million bucks or something, some small amount of money for these guys anyway, not for us. Small amount of money that they were trying to jip uh, Corbin Burns out of. And there's not really much of a relationship there with the organization, I don't think, anymore. Bubba was talking about how there's a decent chance we might see Burns get traded this offseason. Woodruff's not going to be there. It's looking looking like Peralta is the ace of that staff. That's not really that important for fantasy purposes. We'll get into that when we talk more about pitchers later on. This is more about Woodruff and just, uh, I don't know, there's nothing really I can tell you. If you have him in Dynasty, I, I think you're... I mean, you're not even really looking to sell, I don't think. Maybe you are, but there's not really that much of a market probably. I saw Chris Clegg tweet something out about him being moved down to about like the 160, 170 range in his rankings. I love Chris. He's a good friend. Looking forward to hanging out and golfing with him in a couple weeks in Arizona. But I just don't know how he can even be that high. I don't know how he could even have any value at this point going into his 30s with so much, so much strain on that shoulder. So many problems year after year. He missed four months during the season with the same, I don't think it was the exact same problem, but the same shoulder. It gets to a point where, you know, I, I don't want to be drafting him. And he was somebody who was also in this early draft him and just sliding down the board. Could have got him a pick 150, 160. Somebody eventually did take him uh, in the 150-ish range, I think. But that person, I have no idea who it is, by the way. That person is screwed because Woodruff is just out. He's going to be somebody you have to drop in the first fab period. I know there is talk that maybe he comes back. And that's the thing with this article, too, and all this reporting. He hasn't actually been, like, he's not necessarily out for the whole season. But they're saying it's a very low chance that he is going to come back. So, like, maybe he comes back over the last month or two. I can't see myself drafting him anywhere. The interesting format for him, I think, will be draft champions. Some people will take a shot. Will take a shot and... I mean, understandably so. Once you get to around like 40 to 50 in a draft champions, there's really not that much risk. You do want to have depth for your roster, but at the same time, if Woodruff is able to come back and give you a month of Woodruff at the end, you'd probably take that in a DC. But at the end of the day, there's also a hell of a lot of risk associated with it. I don't know that I'd really want to be the one actually clicking the draft button on Brandon Woodruff. I don't think I could do it. In fact, I know that I couldn't do it. There are too many pitchers. We just talked about it with Scherzer. There's too many great young pitchers getting pushed up the board. And I don't think that we need to take risks on these guys who are going to be missing probably the whole year. Maybe he comes back in August and gives you a good six weeks or something. Be best case scenario based on what I'm reading. It looks like he's probably done for 2024. And we're just going to have to accept that. Let's talk a little bit about Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton and Alex Kirilov, for that matter, are having surgery. Now, Alex Kirilov's surgery is for a labrum, torn labrum. It usually takes about eight to ten weeks to recover from. I don't really have any major concerns there. We're still talking midwinter by the time he'll probably be okay. The real problem here is Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton played 85 games this year. Anybody off the top of their head have any idea how many games Byron Buxton played in the field this year? It was zero. Byron Buxton did not take the field one time this season. So he is limited to utility eligibility only for 2024. Maybe he can gain it in season, but as of right now, there is just going to be utility Byron Buxton. Definitely something to keep an eye on if you are looking to draft early on and you think, oh, that's a you know cheap outfielder, number three or number four. It's more like a utility piece, number three or number four, especially the way that he has produced. It's been okay on a per-game basis, but you're not getting that volume that you really need out of Buxton to be successful, especially with the lack of stolen bases. We haven't seen stolen bases from him in a long time. They came back a little bit. You got nine, which is actually like, 
for Buxton really good, but you need more than 85 games for him to have any kind of value. With a 30% strikeout rate and a 207 batting average, you'd need like 130 games, 140 games of Buxton. Like we saw it in 2022, per game basis, 28 homers in 92 games this year, 17 homers and nine steals. Like he is still an incredibly talented player, but you just can't trust him as far as you could actually throw him. There's no, no chance that I could draft Byron Buxton. The reason they are doing this surgery on him, which is knee surgery. I think I may have glossed over that. Forgive me. I'm not feeling well today. They're doing knee surgery in hopes that he'll be able to play defense in 2024. This is really a shady situation for me where I don't want any Buxton. And he fell super, super late in the draft I'm in. He went in the 200s. He was, I think it was like 220, 230, 240 kind of range where someone finally took a chance on Buxton. And that could pay off very handsomely. He's one of those players where even if he plays 120 games, like I said, it doesn't need to be a whole season. The per-game value is still really good. It's just a matter of if he's actually going to be able to take the field. If he's healthy and playing, I don't know like that it really necessarily matters. If he's producing in your lineup out of the utility slot, you'll still take that. You'd really like to have him in the outfield, and I don't know how likely that really is at this point. We'll have to see, but as of right now, I'm not drafting Byron Buxton. Kirilov, I don't have any problem with. Again, 8 to 10 week recovery time. You're talking about, what, December, January, he's fine. Plenty of time to ramp up for the year. Buxton, it's not even about that, really. I'm not sure. Um, He's expected to be ready for spring training anyway is the bottom line here. There's going to be some physical therapy and blah, blah, blah. Expected to be ready for spring training versus 8 to 10 weeks on top of everything else that Buxton already has uh, in his past here. I'm really not going to be interested. He'd have to fall so late, and I guess it would maybe line up with something that I was kind of doing last year, which is like your last-round pick. Take a flyer with your last-round pick on these guys, and I talked about it more so with Yahoo, CBS, ESPN-style 12-team rosters because we're talking about pick 250 to 300 range, guys that you could gamble. I did a podcast or two on it, guys that you can gamble on with your last pick. If it doesn't pay off, you drop them. It doesn't hurt. In the last couple of rounds, you can't really hurt yourself too much. If Buxton's still sitting there at pick like 230 or 240 and you want to take a chance on him, I have no problem with it in a shallow format. Really, I I really don't. There is replacement level value, and if he hits at that range, then you are getting an incredible steal. But I'm really going to be cautious about drafting him in certain formats, specifically ones where I have to hold him the whole season. A draft champion would be kind of risky. Uh, I think he's more of a shallow league guy where there is a lot of replacement level value or if you can get him in any other format, just if he falls you know, precipitously to the late 200s or even into the 300s. And I'm not sure if he will. We'll have to see. Uh, Surgery is probably not going to push his price up a little bit, so maybe he falls down. Um, but we'll have to see. I'm really not a big Byron Buxton guy to begin with. There's just too many problems when you remove the outfield eligibility. It's just, it's really not that great. But that'll do it. Uh, I am struggling here. I'm struggling for breath. I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, at Joe Rico 99 at Ethos Fantasy, BB and SportsEthos.com. We'll be back next week. We'll talk more playoffs. We'll talk more fantasy. But until then, take care, guys. Have a great day.